the truth be told. Hey, what's going on? This is Dr. Walter Aka. And Dr. Craddock, as always, how are you guys doing today? Uh, we hope everybody's well. So, Dr. Craddock, you told me about something that you're doing oh, uh, yes. when it comes to uh, being on a diet of some sort. First of all, it's not a diet. It's let's a not, diet. Let's not call it that. No, it just sounds like you'd be the kind of guy it's, that would want to be on a diet. It's a lifestyle choice. Let's go. With, well, actually, that never mind. That's it. <laughs> It is, uh, I'm talking about intermittent fasting. Explain to us what that is. Um, intermittent fasting is basically, uh, where you take a prolonged period where you don't eat anything with calories. Uh, you can still drink water and, uh, black coffee and, uh, tea. So you pur- so you're purposely starving yourself? Uh, basically, yeah. Yeah. You do realize that in other countries, we'll say Africa, for example, that's not a, that's not on purpose. Yeah, this is just, this is this an American hungry. thing. This is just, this is an yes, American this thing. This is a first world, uh, problem. This <sighs> is, this is, I can get in touch with the motherland. No. And, you, and you understand why most of the world hates America now, right? Exactly. Because they do random stuff like this on purpose. Exactly. You know, we, like, uh, I'm going to starve myself to purpose. get better. <laughs> Somebody in Africa is, is shaking their head like, listen to these people. Exactly. Hey. <laughs> but no, honestly, uh, I mean, it's, I didn't. I started off just by by chance, could could say. Okay. Um, uh, as some people may know, I had the the birth of my second daughter yes. about three weeks ago. That's right. And uh, anybody who has a newborn knows that they change everything. So um, I found myself not eating breakfast, not by choice. Okay. Uh, just because I uh, did not eat breakfast, I didn't have time. Okay. Uh, and then I went to work and uh, was swamped at work. Uh, because patients have been waiting for uh, Dr. Cradock to come back to the office. And so I didn't have time for lunch either. Uh, so in that time, I said, this can't be good. This can't be good for myself. Let me look this up and see what is the, the damage this is going to do. And it just so happened that uh, when I put in what I was doing, somebody said, oh, you're intermittent fasting. This is what, I, this is what popped up on, on Google. So your lack of uh, time to eat is... A good thing. Uh, and someone I, created a name for it. Some Someone created a name for it. And I found that what I was doing was was bad, but that basically the hours that I was going not eating uh, was something that was supposed to be good for me. Uh, and apparently what all the movie stars do when they want to, uh, they want to shred or to get uh, lean very quickly before a movie roll. So what are you saying? Are you saying that you're applying for a movie? No, no. Or are you, so you're just doing this for, so you don't have the, the dad body. Yeah, basically, yes. I, uh, when you, when you jump on the scale and you're like, uh, why does it keep going? Um, right. like you used to not keep going, uh, and my knees hurt more. I'm like, I, maybe I need to do something. And I wanted to be healthier. So I said, you know, I want to be, I want to be in, in my daughter's life for as long as possible. Let me, let me recommit to myself. Okay. Well, if anybody's listening and they know anything about this intermittent fasting or they think that he's crazy, which I, I somewhat do, but I will say, I tried it and I'm doing it too. After you kind of explained see, to me, exactly. it made sense. It made sense. So I was like, oh, let me go ahead and try this and see if this is. And you know what I realized? I eat a lot more in that eight hours. I'm like, oh, okay, I can have this. I can have exactly. this. Exactly. Before, I used to be like, oh, well, let me have, you know, something healthy here, something healthy here. I don't do that as much. Yeah, exactly. I. I think because I know I only have, so basically it's 16 hours of fasting, eight hours of eating. Right. Um, since I know I have eight hours, I, I'm going ham in that eight hours. <laughs> trust, trust, trust you me. Uh, I'm eating, I'm eating my, my fill, uh, during those times. 
um, rather than just eating a little bit and then now I've only ate a little bit for the whole day. That's that's not good. Okay. Uh, you do you do need energy, but if you're gonna try to lose weight, you have to be at a caloric uh, deficit. So it just helps me get to that deficit in a in a structured way. And let's be honest, most of the hours I'm fasting, I'm asleep anyway. So that's just I mean I'm okay with that. It's like <laughs> it's basically I wake up, I I stop eating it at nine. I wake up, I have some coffee. Uh, and then I just go till one o'clock basically. Okay. And then I, and then I eat the rest of the, the night. So you don't change the way you, the, what you eat. You just change when you eat. I, I did. It did help me focus on eating a little healthier. This do you is becoming eat a like healthier? a nutritional podcast. Do you, do you eat a little healthier? I, I definitely eat a little bit healthier. I, I mean, don't. That's what I'm trying to say. Like well, I'm trying this thing and I don't eat healthy. You don't eat healthy? No, I really don't. I'll be honest with you. I don't like vegetables. Never liked vegetables growing up. My mom would have to hide it in my food. Okay. You know, like, no, this is, this is my childhood and I'm, I feel like this is a therapy session. So thank I, you for I, listening. I think so. I think it is uh, becoming that. <laughs> my mom actually had to hide food, like healthy food, like vegetables in my food. And if you know any, uh, any Ghanaian or, or African, We'll say Ghanaian because we have better food. But if you know any Ghanaians, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of rice, a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of meat. Uh-huh. You know, vegetarians don't exist in Africa for a reason. If you're a vegetarian, you're in Africa, you just, you happen to just live there. Like you moved there. You, you weren't, <laughs> you born weren't there. born there. You weren't born there. Cause I could imagine someone being, me telling my mom, no, mom, I don't want to eat that, uh, you know, that goat stew or that, you know, that, uh, that steak because I'm vegetarian. She's going to look at me and say, I guess you're starving then. Yeah. You know, cause you, I don't even know what, <laughs> yeah, I don't even think my mom would be able to even start cooking vegetarian food. And really? Vegan? Oh, Lord. Oh, no, you might just happening. shoot yourself. <laughs> that's what happened to all the vegetarians and vegans in Africa. Like, they moved they out. Died off, they went to, they they went to out. They went to England or, or <laughs> U.S. where you could purposely be vegan or vegetarian and be okay. They would judge you in Africa. But, I mean, I think that just with having a smaller, a smaller window to eat, it, I can focus on or I can eat like, you know, crap or whatever. But I notice when I eat healthier i feel better right uh i feel like i'm doing so i don't know it's, it's been working i'm gonna i'm gonna keep going as long as it's working well i you know if anybody wants to email us and let us know if they've done this or if they have any other dietary something something that they're doing i would be very interested to see who's doing a diet oh by the way if you go on netflix and go to uh explained i think is the the uh TV show or or show whatever that's on Netflix, it talks about why diets don't work. Oh yeah. So is this a diet you think for you, or is this just a, a change in the I, way you? I, eat? I don't think it's a diet. You're not restricting anything that you eat. No, I'm 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 try to eat healthier, but I try is the key word. <laughs> uh, I'm still enjoying uh, <laughs> the foods that I ate before. Right. Uh, it's just I only eat them during that certain window, so. Uh, it, it's been, it's been helping. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, I, I think I might be sold. Okay. I don't know. All right. Well, so this guy said, yeah, please email fast. me if like, if you've done this before and like your organs are failing or something, <laughs> uh, drastic. I, I, I don't want that. Uh, I, I, the, the whole purpose is to live longer to, 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 not to, to die off from, exactly, from organ exactly. failure. But, okay. Uh, we got an interesting topic here today, uh, as far as dentistry is concerned. Uh, what is this? Top, top states? Top states, uh, top or best oral health states, so, 2018. So these are the, the best states in U.S. in the U.S. Uh, from a dentist perspective. They have the where, best oral hygiene. Where they have the best oral hygiene, meaning that the, the people there take care of their teeth really well. This no, is. Do you uh, want to know what number one is? 
let's 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 start at the let's start at the at the bottom of the five. How about okay. that? Okay, so the worst, the worst. What is states, the worst? The worst states for Let, oral hygiene. Can I take hygiene. a guess? Okay, go ahead. Wait, this is this is probably going to offend the worst. Mississippi. Mississippi is actually fourth worst. Is number forty-seven. Oh, I apologize, Mississippi. <laughs> so My how bad. dare you? Um, how dare I? Okay. The worst is Arkansas. Arkansas. Okay. Arkansas is the worst, and that's Bill Clinton's state. Ooh. Yeah, we, need, we need some oral health initiatives there, I guess. Well, Bill Clinton had some oral health <laughs> when, he was, <laughs> when he was president. <laughs> he was trying to some to uh, revamp that oral health oh, I uh, see. initiative. I, I see, I see. Uh, but uh, wow. and then uh, Louisiana second worst. Louisiana second worst. Forty nine. Okay. Minnesota, Minnesota. Don't you know? It's uh forty eight, and then Mississippi is forty seven. I'm surprised by Minnesota. To be honest with you, Minnesota is is at the bottom. Minnesota. Oh no, no, I'm sorry, Montana. I apologize. I said oh, Minnesota. I was, I was gonna say Montana. We were talking about this. Minnesota's number one, actually. Minnesota's Minnesota number, number one. one. Okay. Montana. Okay. I apologize, Montana, because we were talking about Minnesota. Somebody in Minnesota's like, I'm gonna fly down there to Houston <laughs> and just slap the taste out of Doctor Augustine. How dare you? And you would, you'd be okay my, to my do hy- that. My hygiene is impeccable. Exactly. So I'm sorry, Minnesota's number one, but Montana is actually third I can, worst. I can see that. I actually was very surprised. You know who I thought was going to, you know what state I thought was going to be the worst? What? West Virginia. Maybe because I, I have a bias because I went to University of Pittsburgh and Pitt and West Virginia used to play against each other. And we thought they were all kind of uh, back, backwoods. You know, yeah, exactly. Hillbillies is what you Okay, you can looking. say that. I don't want to offend, but, but Hillbillies is what, what you're trying thinking. to think of. But unfortunately well not fortunately unfortunately but west virginia was beat out by four other states mississippi montana put Louisiana. some respect on west virginia's name let's be honest they're not that close to the, <laughs> they're very close to their top five worse <laughs> they're number five they just made the top five worse so yeah and 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 this is all based on you know oral hygiene habits you know uh do they brush floss as well and they kind of ranked did all this study you know, I'll be honest with you. I'm looking, and it's actually. Um, let me see here. The study was done by the sig- the CDC. Oh, the CDC did the study. Oh wow! So huh. that's official. It is official. Like a ref with a whistle. You did, like what I did there? Huh? <laughs> did you just come up with that right now? Uh, yeah. Because we. Oh, that was God. pretty nice. That's you actually like that. pretty embarrassing. Oh really? You, you, it, it sounded smooth. It was until smooth. I realized who said it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was just embarrassed for you. Walter's hating on me. Again. <laughs> but anyway, top ten, top 10. or top five, we'll do top five. Yeah, let's do and the- again, I apologize, but Minis- Minnesota is number one. Minnesota is number one. Minnesota okay. is number one. You know? Connecticut is number two. Okay. Illinois is number three. All right. Massachusetts is number four. Okay. And Michigan's number five. There's something very interesting about that top five. There. What do you mean? There are all... You see a pattern, I'm guessing. I do see a pattern. I would consider all those states to be very cold states. Okay, yeah. Predominantly yeah. Through, the, through the year. That's right? very true. Especially in the wintertime. Yeah, Connecticut. What, what do we Illinois. know about teeth? Sensitivity. They're sensitive to cold. Oh, I see what you're saying. So maybe people are doing a better job keeping their teeth clean because they don't want cavities and such that are to hurt their teeth. Because in that the cold make weather, sense. it would be, it would be a, a bigger nuisance. It would suck. It would... It would very much suck, and you're right. Except for Montana, the worst ones are in the south. Huh? Well, 
or may or or maybe they're doing something else. Maybe we're looking at it the wrong way. Maybe they just do a very good job of dental education there in the schools or when they're young. That could be that could be true. That could be true. So yeah, so that was that was the um the list and I don't know. I mean it's it's kind of funny to me because I would have actually thought that the the richer states, you know, yeah. would have had I, where the did, best. Where did, where did California land on this list? California is actually like in the middle of the pack. Really? No, yeah. California's number thirty four. Right in okay. Middle of the pack. And then I, I was like, state. Oh, let's look at Texas. We're 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 thirty eight. Okay. So we're in the pack too. Well, actually, he's getting close what, to the What bottom. about New York? New York. Let's that's see got, where. That's got to be. That's got to be a little higher. It's funny. New York and New Jersey are right next to each other. Eleven. New Jersey is number eleven, and uh, New York is number twelve. Oh. So you might have something in, about this whole cold weather thing. What? Okay. Let's let's let's. What about Florida? Florida. If Florida's lower on the list. Then I might I might be right with this weather thing. Yeah. Number forty three. Are you serious? Florida's number forty-three. Man, yeah, it seems like I most of the something. yeah most of the warmer areas, except for Maine. Maine is number forty, but most of the warmer areas have the worst. Or Maine is mostly like just fishermen who who yeah, travel. Uh, true. I'm just, I'm, I'm, true. I'm making these broad strokes. <laughs> no one's gonna. No, the ten, the gonna ten people you. in Maine are are just shaking their fists violently. <laughs> everybody's gonna They're, hate you. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it, but it's funny Hawaii, right? Uh huh. Which, I mean, I don't know how they did with Hawaii, but it's number 27. So that's middle of the pack. Pennsylvania, where I grew up, is 24. So that's really in the middle of the pack. Okay. That's like right there. But Pennsylvania's pretty cold too, so that kind of... Yeah. So I don't see a pattern that uh, would would really say much, except for the cold maybe. I would think Hawaii would be way down on the list just because of the the diet. I mean, it's got to be a lot of sugars and and acid, acid fruits they're eating. Right. But apparently that doesn't matter. It's close to the middle. So, yeah, right. I don't know. I really don't know. And they didn't mention – they really didn't go into why they think this is happening. I mean, they mentioned uh, fluoridated water and how, like, That's the areas with huge. the worst yeah. don't have much fluoridated water. So, the areas that have the worst overall health have the least amount of fluoridated water. So, for all those people that hate fluoride so much. And <laughs> we're back to this. Yes. There's a lot of people that hate it. There's- I know. We talked about this in, I think, our second episode. So if you want to go back and listen to what we think about uh, fluoride and what fluoride is, go back to our second episode and you'll be able to hear I mean, it. apparently the, the results are there from the, the CDC of all places. That's so. It's crazy, right? But yeah, so I mean, that's that's what I see and that's what they're saying. So, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, if you uh, if we've offended you and and in this podcast, you should just get used to getting offended at some point, right? I think I'm offended sometimes. You, yeah, you mostly offend people, though. I mostly like I don't people? offend anybody because really? I'm a I'm a nice guy and I don't uh, I don't believe in offending others. Anybody who's listening to this podcast, <laughs> no, I think there's been one one guest that you said can come back. All the others you said this is the last time you're going to be here. I I believe that to be true. But. I feel like people are soft. You know, I'm not offended, <laughs> and maybe they take offense too easily. Oh, you know, it's the, it's the world we live in. It's their fault, not mine. Okay, I'm not going to take responsibility <laughs> for that. That's just because you're you're soft. What does that mean? What does that do with me? But here's another topic that is is coming up, and and you know, I take a little. This is a little more serious because we have to now take a an a continued education on opioid. Oh, and all the opioid issue that's happening right now, right? I had to take an exam on it and I had to take a class on it. And the funny thing was we as dentists 
are the lowest prescribers of pain medication. Wait, say that again. We are the lowest prescribers of pain medication, and we're actually decreasing the amount of pain medication we prescribe, right? Uh huh. But physicians are actually increasing the amount of pain medication they prescribe. Go figure. But yet, we are caught in the whole entire gambit of, oh, everybody, we're horrible people, and everybody needs to take this education and stuff. And dentists are, we're, we're terrified of opioids. If I can prevent t- giving a patient opioids, I'd rather do that. And the funny thing is, research even proves that if you mix antibi- if you mix um, Tylenol and ibuprofen, so take Tylenol or ibuprofen first, whichever one. So let's just say at, at noon, you take ibuprofen. And at 2 o'clock, if you take Tylenol, it works as well, if not better, than Vicodin. With the combined effect. It's, a, it's an additive effect, yes. That's research. So you don't have to give people opioids. But a lot of people just say, you know what, just so I don't have to hear from this person, I'm just going to give them some pain medication. The, the, the one thing that I find interesting with that, and I, and I get the whole opioid uh, addiction um, or epidemic, as, as, as our president has, has labeled it. Yes. I do understand it's a problem. But why is it a problem? Like you said, it's 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 not general dentists or dentists who are prescribing the, the multitude of these things. Uh, because for what we're prescribing is for temporary pain. Uh, we're not giving long-standing prescriptions uh, in large quantities. Um, it's made to get you from point A to point B, in a, in a, which is a short period. Uh, and after that, we're we're definitely not filling out uh, multiples of refills uh, where it's not warranted. I would say in, 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 as a broad stroke, whereas uh, things like pain management for uh, back pain um, or lots of other things. Yeah, more chronic pain. Chronic pain. And there's no the, – the, the treatment plan is – there is no treatment plan other than just dealing with the symptoms and giving pills. That's basically all that you do. Um, those are, are longstanding uh, opioid uh, patients. Right. Patient, so it's very easy for them to get – uh, addicted. Whereas if you're talking about taking opioid for a week or two weeks, even, um, getting addicted in that short period of time, I would say you're already predisposed to having an addictive nature. Right. Maybe. And, and, you know, the funny thing is I actually, and this, I'm going to speak for myself. If a patient keeps coming to me, right. Um, and say, Oh, I took, this amount and it, I ran out already. And I'm like, that was supposed to last you seven days and it only, it's gone in oh, like I, two or yeah. three days. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I need to send you to a, and I say pain specialist. It's almost like I'm threatening them with pain specialists yeah. by saying you need to go to pain specialist. But, but I don't want to have to deal with, oh, this patient just keeps coming back for the same issue and, and now they're taking more pain medication. It's either you have a problem, we need to solve it. If it's an infection, we need to go ahead and take care of that. Or you have another issue where you're basically taking pain medication for the sake of taking pain medication. Exactly. Either way, I either you know solve the problem, or I send you to someone who can, which is a pain specialist. And I, I mean, I totally get the the whole um, curtailing it and monitoring it more closely so that people aren't abusing it and uh, people aren't getting um, more unnecessary opioids on the street. Um, but um, I, to, just for a personal experience, I had a patient one time, I can remember years years back, um, that I did give an opioid for pain uh, for, um, I gave her 10 tabs uh, of pain. She she said her, her pain was a 10 out of 10 and um, she she needed this treatment. I took an x-ray and I could, and to me, I said, oh, this, I could see how this tooth is bothering you. Had a huge abscess. I thought this tooth was a hot tooth. She 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 had all the signs of of a person who would be in in, in dire pain. 
Um, a little bit later in the afternoon, I got a call from the pharmacist. Uh, it was like, oh, Dr. Cradock, um, you know, this is a little bit weird, but I just wanted to, to double check something on a, on a, on a prescription you wrote. Okay. I get that sometimes. Okay. What did I, did I forget to sign it? Did, you know, did I, did I not put the date or leave the patient's name off with something wrong with the drug quantity? Um, she was like, yeah, the, the quantity. Um, did you want to give that much? And I said, yeah, uh, I wanted to give her 10 tabs. You know, it's going to be a, a weekend. I don't want her to, to be in pain. She was like, no, uh, it says here a hundred. <laughs> oh, no, is. that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, immediately my, 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 my tone changed. No, what, what? She was like, yeah, I didn't think that would, that would be you. Uh, we're going to call the police, uh, and, uh, and have them come and deal with it. And I said, as you should. And there it is. Yeah. Don't, don't go forging. Uh, she, so she tried to change 10 from a hundred, which is one of the reasons that's why a- I actually write out 10. See. So I was, I was kind of wondering how she tried to get around that. Right. Uh, and, and change 10 to 100, uh, wow. in written words as well as in in, in uh, numeric form uh but yeah so that was a patient's uh experience i had so i totally get right. patients will try and i and anytime a patient comes to me and they're like i'm like oh i'm gonna give you this and they're like well actually all all i want is this specific drug and, and it's the only very, thing that works for me yeah and then they have way too much information about it i automatically raise an eyebrow and uh look of them as an opioid abuser so that person, I'm, <laughs> so you automatically assume. <laughs> no, I'm saying my my gauges go up, my 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 red flags go up. Of oh, you know a lot about this. Tell uh-huh. me more. When have you taken it before? Okay. Oh, well, I take it for this and that and that, and I have back pain, so I take this. Oh, well, then you should already have pain medication. There you go. I I will quickly flip it back on them. So why would I give you more? So do you do the uh, whole uh, truth serum and uh, no, <laughs> do you put on the, put the, lie, the lie detector? Where were you on the night of April fourteenth? <laughs> Were you taking opioids? No, I don't do that. Right. Uh, but I, I mean, to 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 be completely honest, yeah. um, to your point, I do think that we have to look elsewhere as why this is in the epidemic, right. and also, you know, on a more social level, why are we do we care about this addiction more so than the other addictions that have been ravishing uh, different communities for uh, decades? But anyway, I digress. No, that's actually a very interesting comment to say because you're right. If it starts to affect other communities, and when we say other communities outside of the African American community, yes, we we start be. to start the, the the nation. I feel like starts to care a little more. Yeah, that's another story yeah. for another day. Now. Yeah, you know, just a We've little. Already drop. said too much. Just a little drop. One subscriber was like, ah, "I'm done with these guys." <laughs> right. I'm, I'm watching Fox and Friends now. <laughs> but uh, here's another thing too. Did you know that um, the whole uh heroin uh epidemic actually started in 1964 and the way the government wanted to correct it because people started to become more addicted to heroin right uh-huh. after they came back from world war ii and the way the government wanted to help was by opening uh methadone clinics okay so basically they gave you a lower dose of heroin methadone to okay wean you off, right? to wean you off and that, that's what that was the whole point to this uh-huh. right but it all started in uh, in New York, 1964, when they opened their first methadone clinic. And after, I think, the 70s, they realized that, oh, you know, certain senators and people started saying, you know what? This is not working. All we're doing is just encouraging this. So then what did it become? It became basically, forget you. We're not going to take care of you in a clinical setting. What we're going to do is we're going to allow you to go out now and find the drugs as needed. Because the the government began to think, oh, maybe we're the ones encouraging this by giving a methadone. When in actuality, you might have been controlling for a, a reduction in maybe um, 
uh, AIDS, needle sharing, stuff like that. People never think about that. Hmm. You know, the more you know. Thank you. Drop so that was a little that was a little drop right there. But anyway, uh, let's end it here. I yeah. know that we can always get into more with the opioid stuff. I don't want to get too som- uh, yeah. somber and stuff like that. But you know, that's something that people need to look into methadone clinics and when it started. It's actually very interesting. Do your research. Yeah, it's very interesting how <laughs> how the government basically reversed and changed his mind and said, no, this is not working. Now people are just kind of stuck out there finding uh, heroin in other other ways. Oh well. Anyway, hey, that was fun. On that note, <laughs> thanks Tooth again. For, thanks again for listening to us. And, uh, we covered a wide variety of we topics did. here. We did, but this but, is just a fun little one. So yeah. hopefully everybody enjoys it. All right? All right, we will talk to you. Thank you again for listening, guys. Take care. Thank you for listening to Tooth Be Told. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at realdentist with an s at gmail dot com. That's real dentist r e a l dentist with an s at gmail dot com. Remember, the opinions on this podcast are just that, our professional opinions. The final decision about your health should be made by you and a trusted dental professional.